0: Dropping mm. in, we're in. Are we, are, where are we dropping, boys? I mean, the 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 bomb. You know, like that song. It's like you dropped a bomb on me. Yeah, baby. I was going for
1: like the the like player unknowns battlegrounds, like oh, the, the battle royale. We're going. Like, where to, are we
0: dropping, boys? Like planes going out. We're dropping in Pachinky. We're gonna try not to die.
1: You know, I like to. Like, I think we should hit up. Um, hmm, I've never played PUBG. Uh, crater. That's a place, right?
0: That I think craters in Fortnite, maybe? I don't know. I don't know well, the it's game. Which is
1: strange, because I've certainly never played Fortnite, either. I did play Apex Legends for, like, three hours once. And that was the most battle royaling I've ever done. You
0: see, I got PUBG originally um, went during the Polygon days of Awful Squad, because I oh, really wanted to be able to play with them. And then I play. Monster. I I got to do one, and then they they stopped doing it. And I went... <laughs>
1: but... <laughs> No! <laughs> I think my friend John got into, like, the top 100 players of PUBG, which doesn't surprise me. That kid's insane at video games.
0: Yeah, and then um, I played with Chase for a bit, but then Chase mm-hmm. also got rid of it.
1: Our so boss, now, I, yeah. So now
0: I don't have anyone to play with. Yeah.
1: I miss you. I miss you too, buddy. I miss you. I want to see you in real life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we saw each other that one day, we went for a walk on, on the same trail... At different lengths, different mm-hmm. positions down the trail from each other. It just wasn't yeah. the same.
1: It's just not the same. Um. Anyway, hi everyone. Welcome to this episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Griffin. And
0: I'm Zach, and we're just trying to beat these quarantine blues, everybody. We're I don't know trying,
1: like, I think you and I are two generally pretty positive people overall like yeah. we have our down our down time like anyone does yeah but like shit man it's been like a month at this point yeah it's it's
0: getting a bit rough
1: i haven't been i haven't worked in a month
0: yeah you've been out for
1: a bit I have weird online rehearsals with 25 kids with a, a strange collection of technology levels. So some people have, like, a setup that's more professional than mine, and then some kid has just going off of their parents' iPhone with no headphones plugged in. Yeah. So, it's rough. This show should have opened about a month ago, so right now we're just kind of in a holding pattern.
0: Yeah. That's fair. So I'm surprised that you're not you haven't just been like we're gonna hold off on rehearsals for a bit, and then like when you have a date is when you can do
1: it. Start doing like brush ups and stuff. I don't know, man. I'm, I don't. That is that's above my pay grade. There we are. Where. Hey everybody. <laughs> Hi. Sorry. We're just we're 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 struggling with the quarantine, as I'm sure many of you are out there as well. And we're we're gonna we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna we're gonna flip that switch, and we're going to bring you. Some of the most adorable content that we can muster.
0: That's right. Brought to you by thedeckofmany.com. We're going to be looking at their Humblewood 5e campaign setting. More importantly, some of the fantastic creatures you can find in their bestiary.
1: I have not played Humblewood, uh, nor have I really read the book too much, but I have seen some artwork and it's really, really charming.
0: It is very cute. Um, I am going to be taking a, a place in a stream of it this weekend, and I'm very excited. So yeah
1: what's the what's the setting what's the setting like what's the elevator pitch on this? So the elevator the pitch
0: wood? is I believe it, the the setting is referred to as the wood makes yeah, sense it's, it's, you know like the hundred acre wood the whatever yeah. other woods um, but yes there are two sort of race um, what's the word I'm looking for factions I don't know uh, where there are the bird folk Kaka Kaka there are five different types of bird people uh you've got uh, the luma who are like doves and pigeons uh the cor- <laughs> the corvum who are like crows and ravens cool there's the raptor so your birds of prey slash uh, uh, uh scavenger birds like in like yeah. your your condors and your vultures uh the gallus who are ro- rooster people and chicken folk Your poultry I want to be like a <laughs> l- like a turkey gal. This would be great. You're poultry folk. You're poultry folk. And then there's the strig, who are owl people. And yeah, and so it just you use like D and D classes.
1: That's really and they've cool. got they've
0: got some variants on the normal rules. Uh, uh and then For you, sure. yeah, and then you've got the humble folks. There's the vulpin, the fox people. The, the I don't know how to pronounce it, either maypak or mapatch, who are like raccoon people the gerbine who are like a mouse and like rat people <laughs> the hedge who are hedgehogs but it also appears like you could do like a porcupine yeah um, any yeah, other the sort of quilled mammals and then the the servan or the curvin who are like deer deer folk you're uh, yeah stags yes you' your, your uh, what's the word? Elk. look yes what, what, what is like the the f- 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 sort of I don't grouping? know because they're Move not, away. like, are, are they equine? I don't know if they're equine.
1: I'm typing in deer. Equine? <laughs> Very good. If a horse is equine, what is a deer? Not deer-like. Oh, servine. Oh, they're servine. So, cool. Yes.
0: So Oh, s- servine. That makes servine. sense then. There we go. That makes uh, perfect, perfect right. sense. Yeah,
1: it's it seems like it's it's uh, it's got big, like, uh, red wall energy. I don't think I know what red wall is. With the little mouse folks? Anyway, uh, what well, we are diving into, yeah, this is brought to you by The Deck of Many. Uh, it's an excellent little supplement, uh, as far as I know. I've only read like four pages of it, but all the artwork is, is damn oh, cute. It's so good. No, the highlight <laughs> is there's a, a hedge, so a little hedgehog
0: bard who's doing like the little like, s- like tip back chair thing, like when you stand on it and ride it to the floor, and yeah. he's strumming a lute very good. And it's yeah, it's yeah. super good. The art's wonderful.
1: They have a little a little beastiary here with some humble friends. Mm-hmm. So, uh we're going to take a look at a handful of these today and uh hopefully uh try to try to try to bring a bright spot in all of this chaos.
0: So, talking about bright spots, we yeah. can jump into our very first one, yeah. the most bright of all. Uh-huh. This thing is called a cobble fright. All right. A cobble fright is a weird undead toucan sort of thing. Oh. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh yeah, Kama fright they are a sort of skeletal bird. They look like if you took two, two like the top half of a two toucan skulls and sort of flipped one of them around and like stuck them together.
1: Yeah, there's but, like
0: But both upper half of the skulls each have two bloodshot red eyes.
1: Yeah, like there's an eye on the where you would expect an eye to be and then it's like you went into photoshop and hit flip horizontal and just sort of mirrored that eye on the bottom of the skull which is not normally where eyes go
0: no it's not in my experience <laughs> in my humble experience i've n- in my humble wood experience yep <laughs> i've i've never yeah never experienced anything quite like this
1: Never discovered the southern polar
0: eye, before. but yeah, no, the, the, the skeleton's got sort of like the raptor set up, like the little arms with like the big legs, and it looks like it's got a bone for like some sort of skeletal wing set as well.
2: Uh, oh, you can't quite
0: if you if yeah, there's the one bone there that I think could be like some wings or something. We can look as we uh, as we dive in further. Uh, yeah. th- the first heading here, let's see, cobble fright are undead monstrosities created through dark necromancy or necromancy as <laughs> as some may say. As I think only you say. Necromancy. Necromancy. I mean, like, if I was uh, from the UK, like I could put, like, a posh boy British accent on there. Like, yes, yeah, some necromancy. necromancy. Oh, uh, yes. Rumored to have been originally devised by the mad necromancer. <laughs> <laughs> necromancer Lathris of the Night's Call. Cobblefrights are made by linking several birdfolk skeletons together. To form one frightening creature with enhanced physical properties among those who have studied lathrus's research, only the most reckless have tried to create a cobble fright of their own, often to disastrous effect Ew. they're very yucky
1: so they're oh so they're they're cobbled together the
0: cobble frights uh, you know, that makes sense How
1: ha- ha- b- 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 b-
0: horror of horrors Cobble ah. frights are, are generally p- uh, pieced together from the skeletons of five or six bird folk
1: oh fuck.
0: The combination of multiple bodies allows not only for a larger and more robust design.
1: <laughs> like, it's talking about like it's a car. <laughs> like, we broke down five different Ford focuses to make a Voltron focus. Uh,
0: but also vastly increases the quantity of necro... N- sorry, necromantic... Necromantic wow. energies frights contain This increased capacity Jeez. for power Provides frights with tremendous strength As much as a dozen birdfolk combined It also grants fright cobwefrites... It says bones I almost said boners I don't know why <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cobblefrites the... We're in right form today Yeah,
0: right. So yeah they're real creepy The last header is a chaotic psyche Which doesn't make me very uh, excited
1: Well uh, it's a it's,
0: it... it's a death bird
1: it's a death bird with weird eyes.
0: Yeah, the, the eyes really creep me out more than anything. Uh, yeah. The discordant parts that comprise cobblefrites uh, exert tremendous strain on the bodies of these creatures. The source of this strain is rooted in the same magic that allows bird folk skeletons to recall skills they once knew in life. The bones Gosh. remember.
1: The bones remember.
0: Remnants of the souls, such as memories, desires, fears, skills, and certain forms of knowledge are imprinted on the bones of the departed. When activated by necromantic energy, these conflicting ins- uh, impressions swirl chaotically within cobblefrites. Since cobblefrites are composed of multiple bodies, often originating from different times, places, and walks of life, the impressions yeah. contained within the creature are particularly volatile and chaotic. So they're... L- not only are they the body parts together, but also the the, the previous psyches are like clashing.
1: Yeah. It's it's like a weird
0: chaos like, skeleton.
1: It's a chaos bird.
0: It can berserk. Ah. When the Cobble Bad. Fright starts its turn with 40 uh, hit points or fewer, roll a d6. On the six, the Cobble Fright goes berserk. On each of its turns while berserk, the Cobble Fright attacks the nearest creature it can see. If no creature is near enough to move uh, to, to and attack, the Cobble Fright attacks an object with preference for an object smaller than itself.
1: <laughs> That's a fun detail.
0: It's got a multi-attack. It can grab people. and also has something called Soul Siphon. Oh. Yeah. It sucks the soul out of you! Ah! Oh, man. Man! These guys are tense.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a big death bird.
0: And this, like, would be a fantastic pet for any creepy any creepy uh, uh, necromancers, any creepy uh, 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 undead uh, folks looking for an uh, undead pal. Mm-hmm. are the way to go.
1: Yeah, I think that, like, there's some there's some sentient undead out there who are just trying to live their lives, and they need companionship in their life as well.
0: Well, you know, oftentimes, like, if you're undead... And you've got like a living, you know, like a puppy. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to not, you know, suck the life out of them. But if yeah. it's already undead, like you're good to go.
1: You're fine. There's no, there's no, there's no soul to eat there.
0: Oh man, good. You're,
1: you're good. Now, no. what would you? It was like five or six bird, different birds, right? Yeah. To make this skeleton.
0: I think you're gonna ask me the question. I'm hoping you're gonna ask me. I don't know. What if that-
1: five? What five to six birds would you make your own cobble fried out of?
0: Uh, uh well let's I, see
1: I, I got i at least got the here let's do it like this i'll do three you do three cool because i've got two right off the gate that i know i want in some way shape or form hit it number one ostrich oh god for just the beefiest bird oh man okay i don't think these can fly they don't have like wings they have like the bone structure for yeah. wings but no actual like flight capabilities so I just want like the chunkiest base I can for stomping power. So that's ostrich. Number two, peacock. Got to be ornery.
0: Yeah. Okay. Got to be
1: a real bastard, and I can think of no birds more bastardy than a peacock. All right. Number three, eagle. Kaká. Kaká. Got to get gotta, 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 that nice, that nice sharp beak. Got that nice killer instinct, you know.
0: Okay. Um. So I gotta pick three birds. Yeah. Um. You went real serious with yours, so I'm gonna go real shitty with mine um, That's fine first and foremost, penguin <laughs> I mean natch, um you know' it's got the flippers, got the waddle, it's kind of adorable, um
1: I'm just picturing an ostrich upper body with penguin lower body oh, definitely it's so top heavy yeah <laughs> or or
0: the other way around where it's got these big ass legs and just this like weird waddly upper body, just the
1: shitty waddle
0: um. Ugh. Up next, uh, uh, yeah, you gotta go with 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 two toucan, just the longest bill, and it mm. follows its nose wherever it goes.
1: That bird's like ninety percent bill.
0: Yeah, ninety percent bill, baby. Um, okay. and then lastly, um, a canary like Tweety Bird
1: okay just to be real annoying just to
0: be real annoying real big head real tiny fucking body
1: vocal, the fucking voice box of the canary there you go <laughs> I try, I try so you've got it. this you've got this gigantic chunga bird that just sounds like beep, 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 beep. yes
0: all right now that, that 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 wasn't quite the question i thought you were gonna ask me but it was a very good oh. one now i'm gonna Thank ask you. you what i was gonna, hoping you would ask me so Ooh, yeah. if you can make a cobble fright out of six of any type of creature, oh, what what type of creature would it be?
1: Like like the theme of creature. Yeah, you know, like, like, like to be also like, like you know, like, yeah, like not ma- like mix and matching birds and mammals and reptiles. Yeah, no, it like has to be I, like make a like mm-hmm, like a reptilian like a mammal cobble fright. Yeah, or, exactly.
0: Mm. If you want to get more specific, like dogs, like if you made like a dog cobble fright, like what oh. what breeds a dog would you do?
1: I would never do that to dogs. I mean,
0: I wouldn't either, but, like, if you, ha- if you had to see a Cobble Fright that was made of dogs...
1: Yeah. I'm gonna go with, like, amphibians. Okay. Mostly because I think their bone structures are just super whack.
0: Okay, I'm digging.
1: And so, like, you have all the cool... Kind of like slitheriness of like amphibians, all the slipperiness, but without any of the slippery parts. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Uh, So like
1: salamanders and frogs and like all that weirdness. Yeah, that's kind of one creature. Yeah, you've got the long, lithe torsos, but with like massive hind legs for frogs who just like scablap.
0: See, I was gonna say a reptilian one. It could be really cool cuz you can get like you know like a big ass like gator head like a weird like oh. like a like a weird like snaky bit yeah, like yeah, yeah. like like a big ass like tortoise sort of like for for build
1: that's pretty rad yeah maybe maybe our powers combined the amphibotile
0: the amphibotile ooh
1: and we've got like mad Crockhead.
0: ooh mad everyone everyone loves mad Crockhead,
1: boy <laughs> We got Mad crockhead. We have all the, the all the defensive turtle.
0: Oh man, for real.
1: Got sick hops with the frog.
0: Oh yeah, those Mad Ups. You got the sli- some slitheriness.
1: The weird ability to cram through like an like an a, an inch wide gap of an octopus. Oh, you know what? Well, an o-
0: octopus is a cephalopod, but
1: I, I know I'm going off the book.
0: Oh, there we go. Uh, but you know what would be what would be gross though? If like its neck was like the snake. So like you have like the body Ooh. and then you've got this crazy long snake neck with like yeah, yeah, the head yeah. of like frog or something on the end of it and it's like <laughs> and it's like yeah also yuck
1: also yuck uh Bad but yucky, yeah bro. but
0: yeah cobble frights they're really kind of frights. they're kind of fucking weird
1: i'm here for it though yeah if i if i was a necromancer in humblewood I think that like that only makes sense. Like I've got all these different carcasses and whatnot to deal with from the little cute critters. So i have got to make something nasty with it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Most definitely. All right. Fantastic. Uh, moving on to our next little little critter. Uh, we've got something to be a little palate cleanser. We have ember bats. Ember bats. And I'm gonna try to really quickly recreate the sound I made. Oh, when it was I first it was, saw. Oh. The ember bats it was very zach, cute zach, zach sent me the picture and i went because ah! <laughs> they're so fucking cute
0: yeah no ember bats are kind of adorable
1: uh they're curious and gentle creatures these tiny bats have ashen fur with noses which sport a small candle-like flame
0: so they're like charmander but a bat
1: kind of yeah They've got this cute little rotund body with this, it looks like, props to this artist for making that fur just look so, like, soft. It looks like chinchilla fur. Yeah, no, that's Like, scary. how it's just, like, hyper soft. Mm-hmm. And then they've got the the bat wings that are kind of like that orangish-red of uh, fire. Mm-hmm. And then their ears and little nose have that same color to them. And then, yeah, it looks like it's just, like, you know when something's, you're just kind of looking, scrolling through your phone, like, online by yourself and you see something funny and you don't laugh but you just kind of go you just exhale through your nose it looks like it's just doing that but a little tiny flame is coming out
0: yeah the, the very tippy top i love that yeah. it's its body just looks like a ball like it does. It, it's literally just a ball of fur with a yeah. head on it and then wings it's, and tiny little feet sticking out the back
1: it's really cute <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much, you don't understand. Oh, I, I, It's been a long time since I've been so smitten by a creature. The first header uh, uh, here says, Winged Fire, or Winged Fire, as winged. some may say. You got necromancy, I got winged. Uh, ember baths only started appearing in Humblewood after the calamity that befell the Scorched Grove, and scholars nearly all agree that the emergence of the creature had something to do with the elemental magics present in the grove. The flames that give the bats their names are lit through an internal combustion process that issues fuel from their nostrils as they exhale. Hey, I got it. Ember bats appear able to start and stop this process at will. The bats obviously do not need the flames to see, but it is hypothesized that the small candle serves to attract moths or other insects into their waiting mouths, greatly facilitating hunting.
0: That's oh, that's really smart, actually. That's really clever. <laughs> I dig that so much. They're like a fangler fish, but a bat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a bangler bat.
0: A bangler bat. Ah. The bats. <laughs> they bats.
1: They, they just. just it says ah. waiting
0: mouths. I'd like to think that they just. Ah. They, they perch, they Mugs. exhale,
1: and then just open their mouth and wait for something to land on Then it's, then it's just. Ah. Oh, got him. Oh on, so, a quick away. aside, just because it's a funny story. Um, the last, uh, children's theater show I did sound design for, there was this, like, big monster that was supposed to get eaten, uh, by a cat, because it was made of yarn. Nice. And, um, we had to do, like, a blackout cutaway kind of thing for it, but I found in my, uh, research some of the sound effects that Disney uses for, like, chomping sounds. So it's that really classic, like high pitch, like yeah. like that kind of stuff. And I had some, I had a lot of fun kind of piecing that together. And I just pictured this little cute bat going
0: munchy, 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 munchy.
1: Anyway, colonies of combustion. Ember bats are most often seen flying in clouds consisting of many different families acting in unison. The bats perform virtually every task as a cohesive unit, from flying to hunting to nesting. The real threat they pose lies in the remarkable coordination of their colonies alone, an ember bat is no more dangerous than a candle, but together they have the potential to burn like a pit of hot embers and can easily set dry tinder ablaze. When a colony of ember bats attacks a target, it is usually for defensive purposes. The air temperature within the cloud rises dangerously fast and has potential to cook the victim alive. Whoa! Yeah. When encouraging a colony in the wild it is oh sorry when encountering a colony in the wild When it is encouraging best not them to... in the in the wild <laughs> You
0: can do it, Emberbats.
1: Yeah No, burn that wood. Um, cook that snake alive. It's best not to engage them. Uh, however, recently colonies of Emberbats are acting aggressively toward travelers, harassing any who approach uh, their expanding territories. Some swear they have seen Emberbats super colonies whose heat could be felt from yards away. Uh, it oh. also makes mention here that ember bats make um pretty good familiars and companions, especially uh to those who like to journey in dark places oh yeah, so you just got these god i'm every time I look at it i just I, I get smitten again, like I would absolutely have one of these in my day to day like, me, UTP yeah. upon this plane, yeah, would you, have you a bat. You just
0: have to really sort of, like, you get a lot of flame-retardant spray. And, um... Yeah, just in
1: case. I mean, like, yeah. I, it's, I, I have candles, you know? Like, I, I have a couple candles in my home. And so I just gotta, like, treat my little buddy just like that. Make sure he's, he's fed properly. Make sure he doesn't light things on fire. Hopefully he doesn't set my blankets on fire when we're cuddling. Oh, it'd be so good in the winter, though. Just have a little, like... It's like a little hot water bottle where you just kind of you got a buddy nearby who just serves as a little space heater and you can cuddle up with. That's so Ooh. good.
0: Oh yeah, oh. your your heating bill would be so low. It'd be so low.
1: I want one. Yeah, they are they are tiny. They are, they like bats have echolocation so they can they don't need to they don't need to see they can just kind of like, bah! and you know see that way. Yeah, they're they're light that they uh. Can create from their nose at will, sheds light in a five foot radius, dim light beyond that, and the Ember Bat can just kind of dismiss it as needed. Well, cute. I love these boys. I love them so much. And, like, if you know,
0: you're know you bored, you go play catch because they're a little ball.
1: Let's have curl their wings up. Yeah. And Whir- then just. Ooh, you play Hot Potato. Oh my god, that's very good! <laughs> hot Potato with an Ember Bat. Now, does the existence of ember bats feasibly we could extrapolate, and um, that would suggest the existence of like water bats and like wind bats and and dirt bats that when they exhale, soil comes out of their nose. All the different elemental bats.
0: Oh the, yeah, no, I think I, I, the cutest one like I'd want to see like a, a like a like a water bat, and it's like spits water out and that's how it like bathes itself if it's just like psh, psh, and then like gets out of the gets out of the stream <laughs> and then does like the cute like cat like but it's got like it's weird big wing hands and it's like, yeah trying to It just itself. always
1: looks like its nose is a little runny
0: like its nose is always running and his oh. and the fur's always kind of poofy Oh especially cuz if they are especially cuz they you know if they're near like amber bats they make like a lot of humidity so they're like
1: and they make steam. They make ste- steam bats. <laughs> Our powers combined. We're just taking mephits and turning them into ember bats, basically. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, you're not God, wrong. I love
1: these little goobers. Uh, they're what? really cute. What I don't cute think if they were, like... For? I think the rotundity has something to do with their cuteness cuz oh, they are just a perfect ball cuz if
0: they're like a, a normal bat and kind of well i i've always found bats really cute so like i i think i think i'm in the minority there but yeah, yeah. if they had the normal sort of sleek batness there there would be a, a level of cuteness gone but little fur mm.
1: okay if we don't if we don't if we don't hop off of these i'm just going to gush for the rest of this episode oh, oh gushing um, it
0: gushing it gushing it you
1: but, know that the, um you don't have a switch so um but there's a creature in the newest Nintendo and the newest Mario Mario Odyssey called a Gushin. Can you believe that? <laughs> they named a thing a Gushin. It's Gushin. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's rough. that's
1: completely unrelated to amber bats or anything. But I I just brought that on myself. That's um,
0: very good. Shall we go into
1: an ad? I think we shall. Um, yes. That that's it. That's the transition. Go.
2: Tired of normal, ordinary pet litter? Afraid to take the plunge on buying that but here because you're worried about those massive dukes? Your Pegasus too noble for a litter box? Then do we have the product for you Litter Align! This magically enchanted pet litter emits a scent that matches the alignment of you or your pet. It magically replaces all pet stink with a personalized scent just for your alignment. Or for those picky pets, it will produce a scent so enticing they'd be ashamed not to do their business there. Maybe your nightmare steed needs a little taste of home. Try Neutral Evil Brimstone. Coatal Assistant keeps banishing its droppings to your pillow. Try Lawful Good Clean Linen. Alignments vary between pet and owner. Can't go wrong with true neutral new car. Or maybe your pet doesn't care and you just need something to cover that stench. Then Chaotic Neutral Bacon Grease is the litter for you. In addition... Litteraline auto-magically cleans itself every 24 hours and you can change scents at any time with our convenient take-home transcentation packs. Call 1-800-PET-SHOP and start realigning the way your pet does business. Litteraline, a scent for all kinds.
0: Oh, what an ad. Uh, man, these ads, like... You ever just hear an ad and go, Oop, I need that.
1: Man, I, every time. Just every time... I don't even have a pet, but I've got like seven bags of Litteraline in my closet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got a cat. Why don't you... Why do you have those? I could could be using those. Because we've
1: been in quarantine! This is fair.
0: This is fair. Anyway, we're going to jump back in with what I think is probably the scariest of all of these creatures. (laughs) We picked some spookers for this one. Look, it's a small bestiary and a couple of them are real spooky.
1: Yeah, I mean, even Humblewood needs its needs its threats, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and so uh, that's
1: what we're talking about. Can't all just be uh, uh, raccoons and sunshine.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and so what we have here is called a wakeworm. A wakeworm, a wakeworm. It is a huge kind of sea serpent. Um, it, I mean, it, it's serpentine. Um, yeah. Very uh, 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 sort of pale green and yellow colorations it's got some looks like some points of like almost bioluminescence down its side uh, um, yeah. that sort of give off like a faint yellow light very large maw very a uh, 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 sort of um reptilian like the like the dinosaur like like cheek fringe things that Lift looks like the it, frills it, yeah the, the frills. lizard look yeah uh on the sides um and then on it the weirdest thing is underneath its chin it's it it yeah like it's below its lower jaw looks like it has like an anglerfish sort of angler thing.
1: Yeah, but it, like it loops.
0: It loops up, up, up instead of from weird. the top down, which is very interesting.
1: I don't I don't think gravity works that way, but I'm. Here I mean, for
0: it, it. if it's got muscles and it's also underwater, so like yeah, all right, yeah, you know <laughs> then If not, it's got a very decorative soul patch. So it's like, hey, <laughs> hey, man, how you doing? Anyway, wake worms, massive reptiles that have aspects of both snakes and eels. On rare occasions, mm. they've been spotted close to the shores of the Talon Grip Coast, though many are quick to dismiss these accounts. Their name originates from the powerful tidal waves their bodies cause, which pose a considerable oh. threat to nearby vessels. Wakeworm
1: worm. Getting, getting caught up in their
0: wake. Yes. Ocean tales, despite their size, wakeworms are elusive, able to hide within the vast expanse of the ocean. The rarity of this creature uh, has bred many rumors about the exact nature of wakeworms. All sailors know at least a few stories about bizarre creatures of the sea, including fantastical accounts of wakeworms that lurk in the ocean's gloomy depths, able to sink an entire fleet of ships. Such Ooh. such tales are more often fabrications than not, as few have actually encountered these creatures.
1: Ah, so they're your they're your Loch Ness monster. They're your, your, your leviathan, your kraken. Yeah, you know.
0: yeah. L- lastly, they're referred to as devourer from the deeps. They're more than a, a, a hundred feet long and weigh over a thousand tons. Holy shit! What? Yeah, they're real heavy. Their lashing tails, snapping jaws, and huge bodies can deal significant damage to a ship's hull. Though they prefer it to swallow sailors whole. Swiftly pulling them into the fathoms below with hardly more than a splash, filling their gullet with as many creatures as possible. Wakeworms let their Ooh. strong stomachs take care of their meals. While oh. a fine tactic uh, for devouring fish and other large marine creatures, wakeworms that swallow adventurers whole sometimes find the snack too much to handle. Yeah, <laughs> don't swallow things with sharp stuff. Not they're
1: gonna just geppetto their way out of that and. <laughs>
0: Though wakeworms rarely encounter sailing vessels as they cross the ocean looking for food, uh, the results are often violent. Afterwards, all that remains is nothing but a derelict phantom ship found wrecked against the rocks of a distant shore.
1: Damn. Yeah.
0: No, these things are...
1: are, I'm still caught up on over a thousand tons. That's... That's two thousand million pounds. It's
0: it's a lot of muscle. It's a big... That's just a big snee-snake. A big snee-snake, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for real, though, it's huge. Um, apparently, it does need... Uh, o- it breathes oxygen, because it can, oh. it, can hold, it can only hold its breath for an hour.
1: Curiouser so, and curiouser. So,
0: it, they, it does need to, uh, to surface. Which AF.
1: suggests that these things can be on land.
0: I would think so, which horrifies and are, me.
1: And are almost more common to be found on land. Yuck. I don't, well, I mean, because, like... I mean the yeah, whales
0: they, they need whales to be in the water breathe oxygen. Yeah. But they also need to be in water for like their skin and stuff.
1: Yeah, so we've got just like a uh, uh more like a more like a whale worm, am I right? <laughs> oh, 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 nice <laughs> Yeah, got him. Uh, <laughs> Swine <Swag. laughs> Shit. But yeah, and that's 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 troubling though, the fact that it could like you are not safe from this thing on land. It could just chase you slower than it would at sea, but it could just follow you up the coast and and just kind of reach out to you on land. Yeah. That sucks.
0: Yep. Oh, man, this is going
1: to be... This thing's kind of scary. This seems like the type of creature that you have, like, multiple people who take care of it. Oh, most definitely. Like, if this,
0: like... You would need, like, a Jurassic Park-sized, like, what's the word I'm looking for, compound.
1: Yeah, you would need a Jurassic Park.
0: You would need a Jurassic Park, really. This thing is huge. Literally. Yeah, it, it, in size, and both 100 categorically. 100 feet long? 100 feet long and 1,000 tons.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: man. So, it yeah, gets...
1: I guess it has to live in the water, because it can't live in a house that big. Jesus
0: yeah, no, it's got the big ass bite. Oh man, it it has big big bite, big whale attack, and swallows things whole. It can swallow a large or smaller creature, so it Damn. could it could summon a, a horse in one gobble.
1: <laughs> I like how horse is always our go-to Th- yeah, it, reference for a that, large category creature. It works.
0: It's it's a good like like standard for what's a large creature? A horse. A horse? That's oh, large. Awesome. Yeah.
1: I can just yeah, it can just chomp a horse. It can in chomp one bite.
0: A horse in one bite, yes. Like Oh goodness, goodness me. Now yeah, let's see. Uh small creature that it, uh, so it, i guess it has to like grapple you first, well, I guess with it with its bite uh yeah. and, then it, and then and then it then can it swallow it, you.
1: It does that thing that like uh what's what is it? That like um Oh, what am I thinking of? I just saw this recently. Some animal I'm thinking of that like swallows its food whole, and it just kind of like you know lifts its head up in the air and just like ah ah ah, I'm I mean, just trying I mean, to
0: like. I mean, sn- snakes do that.
1: Yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking of exactly. I can't find it, but yeah, it's gotta it's gotta get its get its 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 teeth around you first.
0: Yeah, but things that are swallowed are both blinded and restrained. It does yeah. have it does have total cover from uh, outside attacks and effects. <laughs> That's funny. Since t- you just
1: have to worry about the inside of the snake yeah, first. Yeah, uh,
0: it gives you a bunch of acid damage. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: if, yeah. If
0: the wakeworm takes 18 or more points of damage from the creature inside of it, the wakeworm must succeed on a con save to yeah. keep it down. Normal uh, normal swallowing rules. If the wakeworm dies, the swallowed creature is no longer restrained by it and can escape from the corpse using 20 feet of movement after death. Internal gases keep the wakeworm's body afloat for several hours before it begins to sink oh. gradually to a watery grave.
1: That's actually unsettling.
0: Yeah, that's real kinda gross.
1: I'm imagining like are there are there like underwater creatures in Humblewood, like underwater peoples? Um, not at least that
0: that this book is
1: kind of showing me,
0: but like who knows? Like that yeah, could be if rad. if
1: so, like getting a wakeworm on your side.
0: Oh shit. I went into the uh the MPC line and there's a a servant who's a moose. Oh <laughs> Lord, hold up. Yeah, he's the Sermon Bandit Gentleman. <laughs> he's a moose. Oh, that's so good. I wanna play a mooseman now. But yeah, no, that'd be cool to add like a, an amphibian sort of thing to yeah. um to the to the group. Well, yeah, it was funny uh Humble when this first came out it reminded me of a board game that I have, Mice and Mystics, mm-hmm. that they came out with an expansion and you can all you, there's like a like a, a he's like a gecko or something. Ooh. Like, you know, as some sort of reptilian or amphibian character that you can also play. So it'd be cool nice. to, start to see uh, races that are like that in this as well.
1: Like, like that was some... my nickname when I was younger. Gecko? Yeah, because my initials are GEC.
0: Ah, oh, that's, that's fun. So,
1: yeah. Hey, Gecko. Hey. Really only my sister called me that, but... That's cute. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I was that kid, like, like, really young, like, first, second grade, who tried to be, like... Like try to, you know how you can't force a nickname on yourself. Like it has to come about naturally. Yeah. Like I was that kid who definitely tried to like
0: get everyone to call get, you Gekka?
1: Yeah. But Griffin, but Griffin's such a great name. I didn't know that at the time though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. All right. Well, so, we've w- got, so wake worms. Wake worms. We got one more. Yes, one more on the docket.
1: We got one more. One on the docket. I was going to say right now at uh, at first blush. This isn't going to sound uh, very Fantasy-y. special or unique, but we have the mountain lion. Yes. Now I know what you're <laughs> thinking. You mean like a you mean like a, a UTP upon this plane mountain lion? Like a cougar? Or a puma? Or a lynx? Or a... Well, ki- well kinda. Or a bobcat? Or a bobcat? Uh, let me just read. The mountain lions of Humblewood's Crest Mountains are more than the mere beasts travelers may mistake them for. Covered in rocky protrusions that serve to protect as well as camouflage them, mountain lions possess special powers as a result of their ties to the elemental earth of their territory. So they're mountain
0: lions.
1: So they do resemble like your your large cats like like we described earlier, but they are covered in almost yeah I mean like almost like scales. Yeah, it's like made s- of
0: stone. S- ar- yeah, like stone armor almost. It's cool.
1: Yeah, it, it, this picture has it going up, like, the, the front arms onto the shoulder. There's some brow ridges that look to be made of stone. Which going are really along, cool looking. Yeah, and then along the center of the head as well, on That's top a, of the head. A
0: nice rock mohawk. <laughs> a
1: mohawk. <mo-rock>. A mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some going down the, the tail as well. They're just covered all, all all up and down.
0: It's also got kind of, like, fay like ear things too. I
1: think that's just fur. I think that's just fur that is kind of kind of curling out on top of their ears. Because yeah. like if you look at like a lynx, they have that sort of yeah. darker fringe that, that comes out. Like my kitty cat. Which like your got, kitty cat. She, like, my kitty cat's got like the Ricky. bob the bobcat cheeks. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Mountain lions live and hunt in their craggy mountain homes. They are natural climbers and prefer to ambush unsuspecting prey rather than engage in prolonged chases across treacherous cliffs. A pride of mountain lions is led and protected by a large female. Males compete for the right to mate and work together as a hunting party. While not as adept as pack hunting wolves, a few mountain lions working in tandem can take down dangerous creatures of unusual sizes such as basilisks and, oh, griffins. They're gonna man. kill you, Griff. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things do. Oh man. The 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 classic D D interpretation of griffins do not make them out to be the noble and majestic creatures that I know in my heart that to, to be. Instead, they're horse-eating bastards.
0: Well, that but but, but then you whatever. also have like the noble griffin riders of uh, uh of fucking yeah, Water but they De- still eat horses. I mean, yeah, like they're, exclusively. They're big ass boys. They. They need, they need a big, heavy diet, hombre. Like, uh, apparently a, a horse is the good meat. I don't know.
1: <laughs> anyway, getting to the, the real coolness of uh, the mountain lions. Roar of the earth. Ooh. Ugh. Owing to the magic of the elemental earth, mountain lions gain limited control over nearby rocks with their roar. Using this ability, they can cause rock slides to hinder their prey's escape or inflict great damage. The ability takes a great deal of energy, so many mountain lions use it sparingly, knowing it will be some time before they can call upon it again. Yeah, so in their, like, abilities, they can call an avalanche. Yup. With a mystic roar, the mountain lion can call down the very rocks themselves. So long as it is in mountainous terrain, it can cause a rock slide to fall in a 15-foot radius... And just start, and yeah, just cause a rock slide to bludgeon people yeah. and, so, and disrupt their movement.
0: So Roar of the Earth, that's the new Legend of Zelda game, right?
1: Roar of the Earth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the The story of Zordo. Yes. Uh, man. Roar of the Earth. That's pretty good. Hey, thanks, bud. <laughs> um, otherwise, yeah, they have the the normal uh, facets you would expect a large hunting cat to have they have keen smell they have a pounce they are pretty strong pretty quick pretty durable they do have a, a, a very capable climb ability they can bite they got and scratch scratch with their claws
0: they are category large
1: they are category large they're they're a bit more uh, durable thanks to those rocky scales that mm-hmm. cover their bodies and yeah that that crazy call avalanche ability which is nuts
0: yeah this would be a cool creature just to put in like a regular 5e campaign
1: Honestly, yeah, these guys scream Scarsvale. to oh, me. They're so cool. It's it's a really clever idea and it's a very fun play on words. Well, so really yeah, this would be a that. great
0: creature for any sort of mountain dwelling druids. Mhm. Any sort of uh, uh, highly uh, well, intelligent rock uh, earth elemental who's mainly just looking for a furry companion.
1: Yeah, some like trailblazer w- rangers. Mhm. This is a this is a good this is a good boy and or girl.
0: Oh yeah, it's so fierce! Like, and the,
1: the eyes too are. like... I was just like about to comment on the orange. eyes.
0: They're yeah, they're piercing. It's yeah. like it's they're like solid orange, but like
1: oh, I can see them reaching into my soul. <laughs> and so this one, yeah, you've kind of got that classic brown and white coloration. But I want to see like like snow leopard. Ooh, like a panther.
2: Kinda.
1: Yeah. Ooh. And like all the different colorations of the rocks too, like you get some of the like like some shale on there.
0: And we'll see like a like a like a geode, Ooh. Ma- a mountain lion. That'd be r-
1: the rare prismatic mountain lion.
0: Yeah, right. It's got like like a, a light blue fur, and it's got like purple like geodes poking out of it. Yeah, dude. That's that's like the shiny
1: version. <laughs> it's, <a> sh- <laughs> it's the shiny mountain lion. That's the one that all the stories are told about. That yeah, they, they exactly. Like, no, man, I swear. When I was when I was coming down the slopes, I saw it. Like I saw it. No, you were in the light. You're fucking crazy. No, nah, man, I swear I saw it. <laughs> you show us where this fancy
0: mountain lion is, Jerome. <laughs> Look no! I'll take you. I'll take it there right now. Okay, fine. And My then, God. and, and, and then, then they see it, and they're like, oh, the, the, the we told
1: you that. Yeah. And then a rock slide happens, and they and, all die. And then they die, and they're like,
0: "We should have believed you, Jerome."
1: Uh. <coughs> so ends the tale of noble Jerome
0: and his would-be accusers. <laughs>
1: That's the first book in his series. (laughs) The first and last book in his series. Oh, man. Noble Jerome and his would-be accusers. (laughs) His would-be accusers. Oh, man. Mountain lions are rad. Like, I... I, I'm in that place again, Zach. Where you don't have anything
0: fun to say just because they're really fucking cool?
1: I'm just in... I just am admiring them.
0: Yeah, they're just... They're really... It's a... They're really cool. (laughs) think I that would be really i think that'd friend. be
1: really useful to have uh this is we, we come across this problem sometimes with where some of the creatures we talk about are so fantastical it's hard to think about them in our world
0: like a like a practical sort of standpoint
1: yeah but like mountain lions absolutely like these guys on like rescue teams
0: oh yeah like it, give them like the, the big saint bernard like barrel thing like you know oh what God. i'm talking about like the barrel necklace that they they go I, to help like like lost skiers and stuff yeah what are those barrels for
1: (laughs) so i think the original like like uh i was gonna i was gonna say mythos but not really the legend the story i guess is that they're supposed to be filled with brandy or like some sort of alcohol because it it would like help warm up to google like i'm basing this knowledge off of a mythbusters episode i watched forever ago the idea was the idea was that like People lost in the snow or in the mountains could drink this, and it would warm them up. And it was kind of a misnomer. It would technically lower their core body temperature, because it, you know, dilates your... Or yeah, your blood right vessels, word. yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what it is. But it, it gave sort of the vessels. illusion of warmth in your, like, your limbs and your hands. So maybe mm. you could fight back some of the cold in your hands So like resist the, frostbite the motor control to like make a fire or something yeah so yeah. and the idea was that St. Bernard's could like survive the cold I huh. think that's yeah I'm basing um, this entirely off of a Mythbusters episode I watched like five years ago what a
0: great show yeah <laughs>
1: I miss Mythbusters. Oh,
0: so good. I, I watch Adam Savage's uh, YouTube uh, channel pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. It's very good.
1: Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's Friend of the a, show, Adam Savage.
0: Yeah, Adam Savage. If you yeah. ever want to come talk about uh, uh, things, let us know. We, we, yeah, we'd be happy to have you. You pick the
1: world. You pick the world. We'll talk about it.
0: Yeah, No. we got to add Adam Savage after this now. On, on yeah. Wednesday. Remember when you, when, you, when you tweet this out? Be like, hey, Adam Savage, come hang out yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah,
1: yeah. So on the list so far, we've got we've got to get Dule Hill.
0: Dule Hill, of course, Dante. Dante Bosco. Yeah,
1: and now Adam Savage. And now
0: Adam Savage. Yeah, he's on the list. All right,
1: all right. I would also like to put out there uh, Will Friedle.
0: Will Friedle would be very fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Mini painting extraordinaire, Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. certified stud Will Friedle.
0: Certified stud, a uh, uh, previous Ron Stoppable, Will Friedel. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic! Uh, All right. Th- anything else for mountain lions?
1: Not really. Aside from the fact that they're baller,
0: they're just really cool. Yeah, fantastic. And, and folks. I think a
1: great way to wrap up Humblewood.
0: I think so too. Now there is a bit of a reason why we decided to go with Humblewood for this uh, uh, this episode, not just. Because we wanted some light-hearted fun. I say light-hearted, but then we had, you know, fucking cobble frights and, and wake worms. and.
1: But then we had Ember Bats and Mountain hey Lions. So, so I think really it balances out to just some some good-hearted content.
0: There we go. Yes, that's some very hearted. good. Um, but also, because this Saturday, May the 2nd, um, myself as well as uh, Zan from Imprinted Echoes, as well as the editor for Imprinted Echoes, Pat Mahood, our dear friend of the show's Uh, uh, Kim Metzger uh, Somatic Games People from uh, a whole bunch of different things Will be converging with the Thread Raiders To do a Humblewood stream this Saturday Nice Yes, that will be, I believe um, At 8pm If I'm correct
1: Uh, Which time zone?
0: Um, I believe Eastern Alright If I'm correct, I can double check that We can put that out on Twitter when this episode goes out as well um, show, but yeah, no, that would be it'd be very very fun. There'll be some people I haven't gotten to play with in a while. Um, I believe Kim is running, and Kim nice. is a, a wonderfully whimsical uh, DM that I enjoy playing under immensely. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing a, a bad boy. Uh, uh, the oh goodness, I'm spacing on what they're called right now. The the fox folks who are okay. the vulpin, the vulpin, the yes, a, a bad boy uh, vulpin wizard. Which, uh, using, uh, the Graviturgist, uh, subclass from the new Wild mount book. Nice. And, uh, it'll be very good.
1: Um. And that's gonna be on the Thread Raiders, uh, be, Twitch?
0: Yes, that'll be on Thread Raiders Twitch, so links will be going out both at their, at Thread Raiders on Twitter, as well as twitch.tv slash Thread Raiders. Um, awesome. So come check that out.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a, a great time. I will certainly be tuning in. Fantastic, fantastic. We hope yeah. to
0: see, uh, more of you there.
1: Yeah. Uh thank you all. I think it's going to wrap us up today. Thank you for coming with us on this uh Humblewood adventure. Uh please go check out the uh Deck of Many and their various products. Um Chase, uh, excuse me, <coughs> Mr. Greenlee and I, uh we got the chance to uh bump into the Deck of Many folks when we were at Gen Con last year. Uh good good batch of folks. Yeah.
0: I think good it's batch um, of folks. I think you can get it for pretty cheap on uh Through RPG, I want to say. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for things, or just at that, believe the deck of dot com as well. Yeah, great content. Check them out. They deserve. To
1: yeah, be if you recognized. think we should do more Humblewood content, uh, let us know. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. Uh, feel free, as always, to reach out to us. Tell us what you liked. Tell us about how cute Emberbats are. Shit like that. You know. Yeah, if you've if you- got guys, you got you guys. Let's yeah. tell you. If,
0: if you've got any other creatures, any uh, uh, uh recommendations, any requests, any queries, let us know. We're happy to, to do a little bit of research and uh tell you what we think. Um if you've got a, a D character that you're looking for a fun animal companion or familiar that's a little bit different and off the beaten path, let us know. You can do that yeah. at uh Pet Shopcast on Twitter. Yeah. We're here for you. For you, my friends.
1: It's all for you. It's always been for you.
0: It's like the beginning of the omen when like, the, the nanny's on the roof and she's like, it's all for you, Damien. And then she Never seen the omen. Oh, it's creepy.
1: Anyway, that's anyway. going to be it for us today. Thank you all for listening. I have been Griffin. <laughs> I've been Zach. And just remember, everybody, at the end of the day... Why, it's all about love. Baby. It's all about love, baby. All the way on the Humblewood and beyond. Baby! Goodbye! Thank you all for listening to episode 38 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at petshopcast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the fantastic people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Jeremy, Atan, and Connor for their continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Tuttle underscore Trouble on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, keep fighting the good fight. Take care of each other. And seriously, check out Humblewood. It's so fucking cute, guys. You don't understand. Okay, bye.
2: This is a ghost-like media production.